Hi everyone. Today I will be reviewing episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This episode is interesting because I feel like the reaction to it perfectly demonstrates something I really dislike about film discourse and just our culture as a whole right now. We live in an all or nothing culture. Everything is expected to be mind blowing and absolutely amazing or else it sucks. We've lost nuance and we've lost the middle ground between amazing and terrible in film and TV discussion. The enjoyable solid seems to have disappeared, which sucks because the enjoyable solid is still enjoyable and solid. And that's how I feel about this episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Was it mind blowing or absolutely amazing or the best thing I've ever seen in my life? No. Does that mean it's automatically terrible and disappointing and trash? No, of course not. This was a completely solid, entertaining episode. And I think we've lost the ability to talk about that nuance in film discourse, which is a bummer. Starting with the technical side of things, it was all very well done as usual. Nothing particularly stood out, but this was a very well-made episode. I liked the production design of the Fortress Inquisitorius and getting to explore that a little bit more. The action in this episode was also solid. What I like about it the most is that we're seeing the clear progression of Obi-Wan. He's slowly picking back up his Jedi skills, and we see that more than ever in this episode. I liked him using the lightsaber in the dark, holding back the water, flooding the fortress, the hallway fight. I liked his little lightsaber twirl. Um, I think that's a clear indicator that he's slowly becoming more and more like the old Obi-Wan. I love when action scenes have a purpose and can reveal something about a character. And this shows a good example of that. Um, moving on from the action, let's talk about the performances. Ewan McGregor continues to be great. I've got nothing new to say about him. Uh, Moses Ingram actually surprised me in this episode and was quite good, at least partially. In the scenes where she's interrogating Leia and she's more quiet, I think she's actually pretty good. She kind of stretches out her line delivery a little and she really chews on some of that dialogue. So I liked all those moments. Um, it's just still, whenever she gets louder, whenever she gets more outwardly angry and projects her voice, that I just don't buy it. Her performance just doesn't work for me in those scenes. Um, but all her scenes with Leia, I thought were actually pretty great. Um, both Vivian Lyra Blair and Indira Varma continue to be bright spots in a show with a whole lot of inconsistent acting. They both were great in this episode. Um, I really, really continue to like the character of Tala. I like how she says, this is never who I was. I find her very intriguing. She's the type of character that would fit perfectly into the Andor show. I'd love to see that happen somehow. We also got the introduction of Maya Erskine and O'Shea Jackson Jr., as kind of early rebels. Neither were given much to do. I thought Maya Erskine was solid and O'Shea Jackson Jr. was okay. His line delivery wasn't great, but I'm holding out judgment until we see more of him. James Earl Jones, Hayden Christensen, whatever stunt and body doubles they have in this suit are fantastic as Vader. Sung Kang, still not working for me at all, but he was barely in this episode. And that's pretty much it for the performances. Um, this is going to be a pretty short review. I don't have much else to say, but last but not least, let's talk about the story. The whole mission to break out Leia was entertaining. I liked all that. I loved Obi-Wan finding the dead Jedi encased. The Terra Sinube cameo, and then Coleman Kajaj, I think is the name, or Coleman Kaj. Um, those references were amazing. Also depressing because Terra Sinube was just such a likable, wise, uh, really just genuinely sweet old man and to see him dead was both an awesome reference but also depressing um, so that was great 
I loved the cutting between Obi-Wan and Vader in their Vacta tanks, reflecting on their duel from the previous episode. I like how the show is juxtaposing them and mirroring their journeys. Also, seeing Darth Vader angry at Reva was such a great scene. It was kind of a hard cut. It came out of nowhere and was genuinely scary seeing him so enraged. I like how it ended with the tracking device on Leia's droid. The only thing that didn't work uh, about the story of the episode is something the rest of the show has dealt with as well. And that's still a lot of issues, either originating from the script or the execution on screen. There's tons of little moments that don't quite make perfect sense. Why didn't Obi-Wan put on the stormtrooper armor after he killed that one? How did the stormtroopers not see Obi-Wan climbing into the wall to hide? The way that shot was made, it was very obvious that they should have been able to see him. Also, things like Tala speaking to Obi-Wan through the comm, right directly next to other people, clearly within earshot. Lots of things like that, which just don't make sense and take me out of the story. Also, I didn't love things like Roken refusing to help Obi-Wan, explaining how he lost his wife, and then deciding to help in 30 seconds. That happened way too quickly, um, felt way too rushed and unrealistic. Also, I like the idea of the Rebels losing one of their own because it shows them the risks of what they're doing. It can be an important moment for them. I just wish that Wade had been developed a little before. At least, like, give him one or two lines in the beginning just so he even know who he is before he dies. It's just weird that it's just some random guy who dies. Like, I feel like it could have been so easy. Just put Wade in the meeting in the beginning when they're strategizing. So we at least have a face to put with the name. So then when he dies, we're like, oh, it was that guy. We have some sort of tiny connection to him. Um, and that would give his death at least a little bit more impact. Um, so those are my criticisms of the story of this episode and where I think it could have been a bit better. But overall, I still enjoyed this episode. I had a good time with it. I wouldn't say it's a filler episode, but not a ton really important character stuff happened but that's okay. I do think that means that the next two episodes are going to be pretty major though. I think since there's two left, they can't be like this one. They can't be just solid episodes. With all the buildup, I think the final two episodes need to be really good. I think some of the disappointment and hate for this episode is a little bit unwarranted, but if the next two aren't better than this one, then I'll understand it. I'll be a little disappointed myself. This was a solid episode, but the next two need to be better than solid. Hopefully they deliver with the rest of the series. I'm a little bit worried because they have a lot of story to tell, a lot of questions to answer, and not a lot of time to do it. And we've seen how that ends up with rushed finales um, with a lot of other Disney Plus shows. So we'll see if that happens. Hopefully it all turns out to be good. We shall see. That's really all I have to say. I enjoyed this episode. What did you think of it? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail, or the form. All those links are in the description. And thank you so much for listening and have a good day.